Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to Hooked on a Theory. Guess what we have today? I'm so um, excited. I'm going to guess Ted Buppy. No. Ew. Predictable. No way. Oh, damn. Better. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you three words that involve this individual and you tell me. Okay. Actually, they all, any serial killer could probably apply to these three words. So you, you have to really think about it. We're going to use the word luring, strangling, and dismembering. Ed Kepner? No. Oh, I know. Hmm. What you got? Is it Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, duh. Oh, we're doing Jeffrey Dahmer today, guys. Yes. The Milwaukee cannibal, folks. You heard it here first on Hooked on a Theory. So is this going to be part one of this series? Little- we will do a part one and part two because I have a very extensive timeline for you guys over Jeffrey Dahmer. We're going to get into his life history because believe it or not, he was really normal for the most part. He was like, he had, you know, basic childhood trauma, which we'll get into. Um, but also, if you hear our dogs in the background, we're sorry. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to get this episode recorded for you guys. Um, so Without trying to kill the dogs yeah. in the process. So, yeah, Dana's going to go ahead and take it away from here, and I'm going to sit here in pain. It's not that bad. I promise. So Jeffrey Dahmer, a.k.a. the Milwaukee Cannibal, was known for murdering 17 men between 1978 and, guess what, 1991. This is his last kill. Was it 91? Well, when he got caught, was 91. Uh, Dahmer would lure his victims to his home with promises of money or sex, then he would strangle them to death. After strangling the victims, Dahmer would engage in sexual acts with the body and keep the body parts in photos of the bodies. And he was big into souvenirs. Your face kind of looks a little confused. Ask away. Ask away. That's what we're here for. Why? Well, we're going to get there. So Dahmer was born May 21st, 1960, um, to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. Dahmer's childhood was not without problems. His mother suffered from depression, attempted suicide, um, and his father was preoccupied with his doctoral work and, you know, was absent. Wait, did he ever, like, try to harm his parents? Nope. So, Just wait. Oh, they were normal. Okay. He had a little brother, uh, David. Um, he came along when Jeff was five. Throughout the childhood, Jeff resented him as a competitor for, their, for the parents' attention, essentially. Um, between the time Jeffrey was six and eight years old, his family moved frequently before settling in Ohio, where Jeffrey lived until he graduated from high school. Over the early years, Joyce and David fought with regularity. Their relationship ended in a messy divorce with allegations of extreme cruelty and gross neglect of duty. Um, by most accounts, Dahmer had a normal childhood besides you know, the parenting issues. Um, he was rather withdrawn and uncommunicative as he got older and he began showing little or no interest in hobbies or social interactions as he entered adolescence, turning instead to examining animal carcasses and heavily drinking for entertainment. His drinking continued throughout high school, but it didn't stop him from graduating in 1978. So Dahmer started young and like we've talked about prior, um, most, not all, most serial killers do tend to start with the animals. As I sit here and look at my dog, I could never kill him. I, first off, 
But Dahmer liked animal carcasses, so. And Haley's face is just as we, as I feel like as I go further, if I wait, can just record wait, wait, her facial me, expressions. The, the the Dahmer case freaks me the fuck out. I'm not gonna lie. It's one of those. It's like it's up there with the toy box killer. But he just had heads wasn't in his refrigerator. Like, wasn't he like obsessed with like science too? And like yeah, he liked chemistry. Yeah, chemistry is what he liked. I loved chemistry too. He liked it, chemistry. He started with like animal carcasses and burnt or using um, what is it called? Acid. It's like melt down the. Yep. Or he do it to clean the bones, right? Pretty much, yeah. And he also oh, did God. that in his apartment with some of his like, victims. Don't get me wrong, like, get like I, a barrel. I have like a, a cow skull that I have painted. Like I used to have one that I had hanging. And I got rid of it, but like, uh, I I mean I. I have like one set of animal bones that I painted them. I'm guessing he didn't paint his and like hang no. them in his house as um, like southwestern decor. So believe it or not, during interviews with Dahmer, he admitted that his compulsion towards necrophilia and murder began around the age of 14 years old. 14? 14. When I was 14, I was still playing my hand Montana dolls. And like the Wii game where you'd go on world tour. Yeah. Do you remember the Tamagotchis? Oh my God! Yes, they have an app for it now. I have a Tamagotchi, and they also have Webkins. They have a Webkins app. Haley's tangents are going to be our fluffers because this is—it's a good one, guys. Yep. So, where do we go? If you're eating, put your food down. Just stop. Put your head. I'm not getting into the cannibalism till a little bit later. We're still going over his life. Oh, okay. Give an interesting start. So back to Dahmer's life. Um. After the breakdown of his parents' marriage and divorce, a few years later may have been the reasons his thoughts turned to actions. Friends said he liked to pick up roadkill and take it to the shed behind the house to skin the bodies. He had a small animal cemetery also. There were rumors that he killed neighborhood dogs and cats and even mounted a dog's head on a stake in his backyard. If this motherfucker killed my dog, I would have skinned his ass and put his fucking head on a stake in my backyard. The bizarre behavior must have influenced Jeffrey's decision to kill, some would say. Um, Dahmer did indicate that he never liked killing much. He only did it to acquire dead bodies. So he was a collector. <sighs> Essentially, he didn't want to kill you. He just wanted Why? to keep you forever. Why? Well, if you think about now, if you have parents of divorce or anything like that, this is not saying that this is true. I have divorced well. parents. So so I, yeah. Or if, you know, whatever. But he might have, even with the, um, what's it, the birth of his brother, he might have felt abandoned and like he was all by himself. So he essentially collected animals and humans to have a sense of family i guess well you, could say. you and i both have younger sisters and i never once thought about killing somebody and keeping them in my storage I mean, I closet i might have felt like killing my sister and yeah same ass, same yeah exactly but i, don't have violent I never like i would make real life friends that were alive and breathing and weren't dead in my closet and you know what their company was a lot more comforting I and pet cemetery either that that's true Ooh, that movie freaks me the fuck out. So Dahmer's first murder was in 1978, which was right after high school. Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks, and the two had gone back to his parents' house where Dahmer had gotten him drunk. And when Stephen had tried to leave, Dahmer had killed him by striking him with a barbell on the head and then had strangled him with that same barbell. After all, if he wanted to keep Hicks from leaving, he could have tied him up. But corpses, you know, are poor communication, generally, or company. So he kind of screwed himself. He should have just tied him up. 
Um, over the next couple of weeks, he stripped the flesh from the bones, smashed the bones, and disposed of the few remains in his backyard. So Stephen Hicks is in Dahmer's backyard with the animals. What the fuck? Dahmer even attempted to go to college to the university or to Ohio State University, but dropped out after one quarter term, leading um, leading to his father, who had recently got remarried. So there's another stressor to suggest that he joined the army because that's going to fix Jeffrey Dahmer, send him into the army. That would just like, I think if anything, I know he has like an obsession with like dead people, but I think that could also maybe form an obsession with wanting to kill. And I think if you have like that obsession along with dead people, like that's a fucking shit show. Dahmer enlisted in late December and was posted in Germany shortly after. Now by March 26, 1981, they discharged Dahmer from the army. I wonder why. He got kicked out of the army. You so, have to do some dirt. You have to do some dark shit to get kicked out of the army. His drinking had reached the point where he couldn't function, and so they were just like, "Listen, dude, you can't do your job. You got to go home," because he was a drunk. Um, but once he got back to the U.S., he landed in Florida. So he stayed in Florida for a little bit and slept on a, the beach for a few months. He didn't get himself an apartment or anything. He just said, "I'm going to live on the beach." Um, before returning to Ohio. Now, we're going to get into the timeline of Dahmer's early years and kind of how he had spread out his, I guess you would say, murder spree. Because essentially 17 people is considered a lot and considered a serial killer. But some people are also considered serial killers after you kill two people. Because then you begin to, you know, form a, um, what would like you call a, that? A routine. Know. Yeah. A routine. Like, it's it's repetitive. So October 7th, 1981, Dahmer was arrested for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. He had a small fine. It was only because he was drunk. So he got like a PI, essentially. Okay. Um, nothing, nothing like too, I guess. I mean, that's still a major. Like, it can affect you from getting jobs. But like, nothing like slicing and dicing people's asses. Yeah. So then August 7th of 82, Dahmer was arrested again for disorderly conduct. Because he decided to drop his pants in public. By this time, Dahmer was living with his grandmother. Oh. Um, and she seemed to be the only person who kind of was there for him. Good old grandma. Grandmas are, grandmas are always the best. Yep. Now, September, Jeffrey was arrested when he deliberately exposed himself while urinating in front of a group of children in Milwaukee. Another version of the story has it that he was just masturbating. Um, by this time, Dahmer was a frequent visitor to gay bars and bathhouses. He was barred from one bathhouse because of allegations that on at least four separate occasions, he took someone to a private booth and drugged them. No charges were filed, though one of the victims was hospitalized for a week or more. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Um, January of 1988... James, I'm going to butcher the last name, Doc Sitter, 14 years old, was killed. Dahmer offered him money to pose for nude photos, took him back Ooh, to his grandmother's one, house. After sex, Dahmer drugged him and strangled him. And by now, his pattern of using acid and crushing force to destroy the remains was practiced or perfected. Was that, was that his youngest victim? I believe so, yes. So, if he would have kept him alive and sent him home, that would have been a form of sex trafficking. 
And if you don't know what sex trafficking is, you should listen to our other episode. Yep. Last week. Okay. So then we go to March. So we had a two month span. Richard Guerrero, 25, came back to Dahmer's grandmother's house for nude photos. Again, after sex, Dahmer drugged him and strangled the victim. It only took two or more victims before Dahmer's grandmother forced him to move out of the premises. Uh, She had said that she hadn't liked the late nights that he would return to the house drunk. I mean, she never knew essentially what he was doing in the basement, but it was more than just getting super smashed at a bar and bringing home a rando because he killed the rando. Oh, Okay. January of 89, Jeffrey was convicted of second-degree sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. So, he was doing all this in Grandma's house, and Grandma's like, oh, he's just a sweet little No, Grandma didn't know. Oh, shit. How the... Like... Well, Grandma kicked him out. Oh, that's true. This last time. So, um, he he was sentenced on May 23rd, so it took, like, four... Wait, what is it? No, it's not. It's, like... Five, wow. oh, four or five months to actually sentence him. Um, <coughs> and he was sentenced to five years and three, wait, five years. What? He was served 10 months and five years probation. That's what it was. Okay. Well, then after that one, he got Anthony Sears while waiting to be sentenced. Dahmer met him at a club, took him back to his grandmother's house. He borrowed the basement even when she didn't know he wasn't living there but he would frequently go to this basement where he hid his acid and all his fun stuff um obviously drugged him took nude pictures of him strangled him had sex with the body this time the dead body yes um and this one he actually painted the skull Oh, so he and did. They, and they recovered. When they recovered this skull is when they had found out that he actually painted it. When he got arrested, um, they actually found, I believe it was five or seven skulls in his refrigerator. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Dahmer was a collector. Um, he, as we get further into it and he starts into the cannibalism, there is a quote that he himself said, and there is a video I found of him physically, like, actually saying this and i it just it creeps me out but hey he's not alive anymore he can't come eat me and i actually wasn't even his type so it doesn't matter (coughs) speaking of type what was his type um he liked african-americans and hispanic men oh yeah well let's see so this is in 1990 may 29th ricky beaks 33 was last seen alive Dahmer met him at a club and offered him money to pose for nude pictures once again. Drugged him, strangled him, sex with the body. Found another skull. Obviously. Painted, of course. Ew. September. Wait, what did he paint on them? It was just like random shit? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, so like no like Thunderbirds or Southwestern tribes on them? No. What if he did like the airbender on one? I'm sorry, this is a proof. This is how Haley copes with. 10 stuff. June of 90, Edward W. Smith, 28, was killed by Jeffrey Dahmer. Met him at a bar. Offered him money, sex, and pictures. After sex, Smith was drugged and strangled. Dahmer took some pictures during the process of dismembering his body. Mm. Yep. 
September 2nd, Ernest Miller, 24, met Dahmer in front of a bookstore. Dahmer offered him money to come home with him. After sex, Dahmer drugged him, or drugged him, cut his throat, took pictures of the body, and dismembered it, putting the biceps in the freezer. He bleached the skeleton and painted the skull, which was in the apartment, obviously, when he was arrested. Um, Dahmer actually ate part of this man's biceps. And on some of his other victims, he picked certain, I don't want to say organs, but certain organs or parts that he chose. Um, and essentially when he did this, he said, um, oh gosh, mm. it made them feel like they were a permanent part of me. So they were never going to leave him because they were inside his tummy. Yep. Haley's face says it all, guys. I'm like looking up a picture of him right now because I want to see if he was fit. <laughs> like if he's eating that much protein, I want to know if he was fit. September 24th, David C. Thomas was on the street, ran into Dahmer. Dahmer met him money and said, hey, come home with me. This is like a side note, but he looks like he can totally be like a, like, he looks like he'd be a TikToker nowadays with his style. I, so with this guy, Dahmer drugged Thomas, murdered him without sex, and just dismembered the body, which he took pictures of because that was his thing. Um, March 7th of 91, this is the year Dahmer gets arrested. So we're almost, you know, he's almost, um, caught. Curtis, uh, looks like slaughter, but it's not. Anyways, this guy, Curtis S, 18 years old, was picked up by Dahmer at a bus stop. Once again, offering him money to come home with him. Uh, Dahmer drugged Curtis and strangled him after sex. Of course, taking pictures of this, the dismembered body. This, this is at least the third sequence of events Dahmer experience, experimented with. Um, earlier, it had been sex, drugging, and then murder. At least once he tried drugs, murder, sex. This is drug, sex, murder. So Dahmer kind of was perfecting his, um, what would you call his procedure? I guess you could say his procedures or his uh, process. That process is a better term. Yikes. Oh, there's another 14-year-old. I forgot. Oh, Sorry, so, guys. So for, the age of 14 was like his youngest victim. Yeah, there's, it looks like there's just two. <coughs> April 7th, Errol Lindsay, 19, met Dahmer on the street once again. This one was drugged, strangled, sex with the body. This one had an unpainted skull in the refrigerator, apart, the refrigerator of the apartment. He didn't paint this skull for some reason. Oh, is this like, so this is a skull. This like wasn't like a head. No, no, no. He like, he put the. Uh, oh, he put in like the acid, acid and, and skinned it. And he like went all he fucking breaking bad he on was, them. He was hella extra. Um, okay. May 7th, Dahmer met 14 year old Conrick guy. I can't say your last name. So Conrick S in front of the mall <coughs> offered him money to pose for nude pictures. After the pictures, he drugged him, then went out for a beer. The boy escaped and ran naked in the streets. Neighbors called the police. 
But Dahmer convinced them that he and the boy were lovers and um, they were just having a little issue. Police apparently unconcerned that the guy was too drugged to confirm or deny the story returned him to Dahmer's apartment. So the police saw that this guy was running naked, drugged in the street, but yet we're like, oh, you know what? You sure go home with your boyfriend, whatever. Um, Dahmer, who strangled him as soon as the police were gone, had sex with the body, took pictures, dismembered him. They did find this skull in Dahmer's apartment. Um, when the full details of this incident became known, mild dis- display, I can't say this word, dis- dis- displacement. No, what's oh. it? Uh, displacement. <laughs> Disciplatory? Yes. No. This, uh, it's not Tory. It's... Um, Discipline? Yeah. No. Di- let's just say actions were taken against the cops that let Dahmer go. Displicit? Is that what it Diplic- is? I can't even fucking say <laughs> okay. it. I give up. I sound dumb. Good, it's okay. No, I Anyways, actions words. were taken against the officers that let Dahmer <laughs> go and the guy go back to the apartment, even though he was naked and drugged, running through the street, so incoherent that he couldn't confirm or deny what the hell was going on. Also, the department was sued for a large amount of money. May 24th. They should have been. Dahmer had like, he gave himself like he went from a little bit at a time. He kind of started picking it up. Um, Tony Tony Hughes, 31, reported Hughes and Dahmer had known each other for about two years. By writing, Hughes was deaf and mute. Dahmer offered him $50 to come home with him and pose for nude pictures. This time it was only 50 bucks. Hughes was drugged, murdered without sex. His unpainted skull is in the apartment. I don't know how many skulls we're at now, but we have biceps too. Mm. We have skulls and biceps. June 30th, Matt Turner, 20 years old, um, met Dahmer in Chicago at a bus station after a gay pride parade. Dahmer offered him money to pose nude, drugged him, strangled him with a strap. After cutting the body up, Dahmer put the head in the freezer and the rest in the barrel of acid he had obtained in his apartment. Oh, God. July 6th. He had a whole barrel of acid in his fucking apartment. Yeah. But then again, I, I saw her like, joy and buy it and no one knows. You don't have a barrel of acid, though. No, I'm just not, I casually don't keep that at my apartment. Okay, so July 6th. Jeremiah W. 23, once again, met in Chicago at a gay bar. Dahmer offered him money to come home to Milwaukee with him. (coughs) This murder is very unusual in the fact that the victim was not murdered until the day after he came home with Dahmer. When he indicated that he wanted to leave, Dahmer drugged him, strangled him, and dismembered him, taking pictures of the process. Like the last victim, his head went into the freezer and his body into the acid. Mm. July 15th. So he went from July 6th to July 15th. Uh, Jeffrey was fired from the Ambrosia Chocolate Company for bad attendance. The same day, Oliver Lacey, 23, was last seen alive talking with Dahmer on the street. And he went back to the apartment for back rubs. Or no, I lied. It's not back rubs. It's body rubs. He went back for a body rub. Lacey was undrugged and strangled. Dahmer had sex with the body before dismembering it. Put the head in the freezer and the, or no, the head in the refrigerator and the heart in the freezer to eat later. What? Yeah, he took this guy's heart 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. Like, it's like, not like, you know, like people like, oh, you like, you stole my breath. He was like, oh, no, bitch. I stole your fucking heart. Yeah. That one went in the freezer, though. He mm-hmm. put that in with the biceps. The head went in the refrigerator this time. Okay. And then July 22nd. So this is what we went from the 15th, 16th. Now we're at the 22nd. So July, he had one, two, three, four. He had four murders in July. Or no, we're at July 16th. Joseph Bradhoff, 25, met Dahmer at a bus station stop where he offered him money to pose for nude pictures once again. After sex, Dahmer drugged him and strangled him with a strap. Hmm. Dismembered the body. As before, put the head in the freezer and the body in the acid. July 22nd, 91. Shortly after midnight, Tracy Edwards, 32, escaped from Dahmer with one hand in handcuffs and flagged down a police car. He led cops back to Dahmer's apartment. Inside, they'd uncovered a grisly scene. Seven skulls and four decapitated heads stuffed into a refrigerator. Photographs of murder victims in various states of dismemberment and a 57-gallon barrel containing multiple headless torsos and other body parts decomposing with the assistance of corrosive chemicals. I have one question. Was there any, like, complaints about how stinky his apartment was? They did, but the guy was like, listen. They can't do nothing about it. So neighbors complained of the smell and the noise and all the extra shit. So when the apartment company was like, hey, what's going on? Dahmer was like, man, my fridge broke and my food went bad and I just haven't taken my trash out. Oh, That's all. Okay. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, why no didn't big they deal. like report the noises to the police? Like, because noise complaint, usually you have to report that. I know like for my apartments, we have like people that like to play, love to play volleyball at like whatever fucking time of the night. I love them. And when I like, even my apartment's about it, they're like, oh, you got to call the cops. Like we can't do anything about that. So it then becomes a noise complaint with the police department I live next to. So that's what I'm, like, wondering. But, yeah, they, it just makes me wonder what would have happened if that guy never got free. Like, how many more people would he killed? I mean, two, technically, two people got free from Dahmer. One of them, they just let him go back to the apartment because they're like, oh, okay, he's just super fucked up. This is where he belongs. It doesn't matter. No, the they should have taken him to the Holden tank and then. You would have thought. Oh, these people, man. Now, like we had mentioned before, um, Dahmer's father, Lionel, was a research chemist. And bone bleaching was an extension of his professional expertise. So he had learned this bone or, bleaching. Yeah, as like a hobby. Trait from his dad. He started it really young. So shortly, the sight of crews in biohazard protective suits taking evidence out of Dahmer's apartment was televised all over the world. The suits were necessary because of the smell of the decay in the apartment so where, where's Dahmer acid. at during all this they have him in he's in jail oh they do they yeah but they was he in. there like when they went back in i was like hey dude like oh yeah when i like- got out they brought him they went he took them to Dahmer's apartment where they found everything like okay we have heads we have hearts we have body limbs and he's just like acid. sitting there on the couch like we have nude photos this guy's just sitting here watching us looking so is he like just chilled on the couch like yeah those are my heads those are my tails those are my hey this those are my that like y'all want to see like i got another collection of this he confessed like why like how do you deny that do you just say like oh i accidentally have seven heads in my refrigerator seven or no seven skulls in my house like i accidentally have a head and heart in my refrigerator and freezer <laughs> well i mean with him being caught red handed with over overwhelming physical evidence against him um 
Tracy Edwards, the last guy that actually escaped, testified in the brutality. And it was just, he was, Dahmer was dry, unemotional, and he confessed. And in the process of the everything, it was a mess. So it's possible possible that the sameness of the descriptions, offers of money to pose drugs and knock them out, was not entirely accurate. Tracy Edwards claimed that he was not offered money, that he only went to Dahmer's apartment for some beer before going out again. He may have been covering up his own indiscretion, or Dahmer may have lied about the ways to lure people. So they ha- they're not really positive. Um. Edward was drugged, they found out. He didn't lose consciousness. Um, and this raises the possibility that the sedatives Dahmer gave the victims were intended to only weaken them while leaving them unaware what was being done to them. So they could have been half-ass awake. Oh, yeah. didn't He, he injected, like, the shit into their skull, right? Yeah. So on one of the – there's a movie, and they – like, one of the victims, he takes oh, a drill like, bit oh. in – Puts, but just this is guy's fucked up drugged. Puts the drill bit in the top of the skull, and the guy's still like able to function after I don't know how. And then at one point, Dahmer decides to put boiling water or acid inside the hole in the top of the skull. And obviously, that's oh gonna kill God. his brain. Oh, guys, I'm like screaming, She's cringing, and I'm skin. sitting here like, oh well, that like I okay. So I work with like I work with like acid for cleaning jewelry and stuff. But when I work with like you know, for my jewelry shit. And when I get that shit on my hands, it fucking burns. And that's not even, like, the acid he was working with. I don't give a fuck how plastered drunk you are. You could have, like, five fucking edibles of, like, the strongest fucking yeah. shit you can get. You're going to feel that shit. Your fucking hypothalamus is going to be like, hey, sister, wake up. Feel the burn because you're feeling it right now. God, just like, ugh. You have to remember, though. Or, actually, I'm fixing to get more into the, Yeah. Continue. Dahmer had certainly had enough time to practice kind of the ideal dose of what he needed to knock out a man. Um, It's claimed that Dahmer may have enjoyed taunting the victims about their fate and killing them slowly, much more than he let on. Um, He had become infatuated with the idea that he could turn his victims into zombies to act as youthful and submissive sexual partners. He, like I said, had used many different techniques such as drilling holes into their skulls and injecting with, oh, it's hydrochloric acid or boiling water into the brains. Oh. Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, Dahmer's trial began in January of 92, and due to the fact most of Dahmer's victims were mainly African-American and um, Hispanic, there were considerable amount of racial tension Dahmer intentionally pleaded not guilty to all the charges despite having confessed to the killings during police interrogation. Eventually, Dahmer changed his plea to guilty by virtue of insanity. His defense then offered the gruesome details of his behavior as proof that only someone insane could commit such terrible acts. The jury chose to believe that the prosecution's assertion that Dahmer was fully aware of his acts being evil and had chose to commit them anyways. So he didn't get the insanity card like he wanted. Yeah, I'm sorry, but he didn't have like any history of his upbringing. Like, it. Yeah. Oh, just wait. I have a quote of his um, 
you know, like after your like trials, I'm like, you know how Ted Bundy is like, this is you're guilty. This is what you're being charged with. This is how long you're going to sentence. And you take like, do you have anything to say for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I got what Dahmer said. What? Wait. Oh, I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. Um, so February 15th and 92, they returned after approximately 10 hours of deliberation, obviously to find him guilty, but sane on all counts. He was sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms in prison with a 16th term tacked on in May because of them finding the first victim and the remains of the first victim at his parents' house, at his Stephen Hicks, the hitchhiker. Oh, shit. Um, at the sentencing, Dahmer had prepared a statement in which he expressed sorrow for the pain that he had caused. Um, and I am going to read you his statement. He said, I knew I was sick or evil or both. Now I believe I was sick. The doctors have told me about my sickness and now I have some peace. I know how much harm I have caused. I tried to do the best I could after the arrest to make amends. Now I know I will be in prison the rest of my life. I know that I will have to turn to God to help me get through each day. I should have stayed with God. I tried and I failed and created a Holocaust. Thank God there will be no more harm that I can do. I believe that only the Lord Jesus Christ can save me from my sins. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hell, dude. Like, I'm a Christian. I know you're not supposed to tell people they're going to hell, but like, and I know sin is sin. But I'm sorry, uh, this is like a whole nother level sinister. I'm pretty sure he went to hell. Um, it was reported that Dahmer adjusted well to life in prison. <laughs> Go figure. Um, although he was intentionally kept apart from Gen Pop. He I wonder why. <laughs> he finally he actually convinced authorities to allow him integrate more fully with other inmates. So they were like, listen, you're crazy. You eat people. You kill people. You like men. And we're putting you pretty much in a a lockdown building with a bunch of men. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to keep you away from, obviously, the public, the general pop. But he didn't have his acid tanks in there. No. He was like nine. But, he was a butcher um, board. Like I said before, you know, during interviews and stuff like that, he explained why he did what he did. And the cannibalism is actually – essentially what got him killed in prison. Mm. Um, Dahmer was killed in prison on November 28th, 1994. Hallelujah. By Christopher Hallelujah. Scavener. Um, in 2015, Christopher spoke to New York Post about his reasons for killing Dahmer. And he said that he was disturbed not only by Dahmer's crimes, but by a habit Dahmer had developed of fashioning severed limbs from prison food to antagonize <gasps> the other inmates. So at dinner or lunch or breakfast, Dahmer would, you know, smush his mashed potatoes or whatever the hell they were serving and make it look like human body parts and eat them and, like, stare down the other inmates. Like, yeah. He was... What the fuck? Yep. That is the life of Jeffrey Dahmer. All Holy the severed shit. heads, the hearts, the triceps, um, the acid barrels, the dismemberment, the luring for sex and money and booze. Mm. I mean, if you think about it, though, it's like, hey, you want to come back to my house? Have a beer, man? We could hang out. Yeah. And, like, do body massages? Yeah. It, it would have been a big no for me. But I, I'm i sorry that I had fun with this, guys. But I just. This, this. I think when you talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, you have to, like, kind of. like You have to have a little warped yeah, uh, yeah you gotta like say. poke fun at jeffrey and like how fucked up he is i mean but and... as a female saying it it's kind of like okay, he ain't coming for me he yeah it's so, like you could say i'm what not his want. type 
Hell, but, you're not his type. I know. Thank God, because he freaks me the fuck out. But, um, yeah, so that was the life of Jeffrey Dahmer. If you guys have any, like, questions about this or anything that, like, maybe I missed or something like that that you want us to maybe maybe me to know, shoot us a uh, message. We have our Facebook page. We have our Instagram. We have our Everything. email. We It'll be in it the all. show notes. We don't really say it anymore at the end of episodes because it takes way too freaking long. And I'm dyslexic as fuck and I fuck shit up. But anyway, so yeah, Thanks that for, was. Thanks for letting me lure you to yeah. fill your brain up with Jeffrey Dahmer. Hopefully you're not too disturbed to eat dinner if you're listening to this during dinner time, brunch, lunch, morning. Just don't make limbs out of your food, man. Yeah, don't, be don't be weird. And if you want to make somebody uncomfortable, probably do that. Hey, if you're on a bad date, that's what you could do. Just make, start making little limbs. Yeah, there you food. go. But <laughs> we hope you guys have a great week, a great, great, <laughs> great day, a great evening, a great whatever. And we hope you get hooked on a theory. theory. Bye. Bye.